the old Japanese word ibasho is、uh, have been used in everyday situations. Like,、uh, please tell me his ibasho, his roundabout, his whereabouts. The use of this term ibasho is、uh, newly being、uh, used in the policy making and the research in 1990s. The background of this is、uh, in 1980s. The problem, the Japanese education problem, was、uh, truancy. Who Those who do not attend schools. And the、uh, Minister of Education, Monbusho in Japan, gave a report of、uh, policy of、uh, truancy in 1992. The subtitle was、uh, Give them Ibasho in schools. <laughs> so Ibasho <laughs> is being a, a usual word, but、uh, policy making. And、uh, after that, the researchers, like、uh, in the field of education, psychology,、uh, sociology, And architecture, they use the word of ibasho as a, a technical term. This is Nick Kemp with the Ikigai Podcast Japanese wisdom for a fulfilling and meaningful life. Find your Ikigai at ikigaitribe.com. My guest today is Professor Haruhiko Tanaka on this episode of the Ikigai podcast. Professor Tanaka, you recently retired from your role of professor in the Faculty of Human Science at Sofia University. You completed your doctorate at the University of Tokyo's Graduate School of Education, specializing in community education. And your areas of research include lifelong education, youth work, And education for sustainable development. You've also worked with international cooperation NGOs as a means of social contribution. And among your notable publications are Development Education Toward a Sustainable World and Ibasho, Community for Youth and Youth Social Participation. Thank you for being a guest on the Ikigai podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me to this program. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Tanaka Sensei. So, you recently retired. So, how are you enjoying retirement? Oh, so and so. <laughs> I am happy with、uh, being free from the stress of teaching and researching. <laughs> <laughs> Have you picked up any new hobbies?、Um, I'm always thinking about the writing, not only the, my、uh, major, but、uh, everything. <laughs> Does that include like creative writing? Ah,、uh, yes. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, on the subject of writing, I came across your paper titled Development of the Ibasho Concept in Japanese Education and Youth Work Ibasho as a Place of Refuge and Empowerment for Excluded People. I love this word, Ibasho.、Mm-hmm. It's become very meaningful to me. I, I think my community is an Ibasho. So it is one of my favorite Japanese words. How would you define Ibasho? Yeah, thank you very much for your attention to Ibasho concept. Ibasho is a Japanese composing of E and Basho. E is a being, and Basho is place. So it's a very uh, usual uh, everyday life we use it. And、uh, my definition is Ibasho is a place or community one feels at home. Yeah, I love. This word,、uh, and it's, it's very interesting how this word generally means whereabouts or where, where someone is. But recently it's become quite a, a powerful word, meaning your place to be or 
where you can feel comfortable. And I think everyone wants that in their life. So I think that drove you to your paper, to writing your paper, and and your aim of your paper was to examine the academic significance of the concept of Ibashol. So could you elaborate on how Ibashol, a commonly used word, came to be used as an academic term? Yeah, the old Japanese word Ibasho is uh, have been used in everyday situations. Like, uh, please tell me his Ibasho, his roundabout, his whereabouts. The use of this term Ibasho is uh, newly being uh, used in the policy making and the research in 1990s. The background of this is uh, in 1980s, the problem, the Japanese education problem was uh, truancy. Who those who do not attend schools. And the Minister of Education, Monbusho in Japan, gave a report of policy of truancy in 1992. The subtitle was uh, Give them Ibasho in schools. <laughs> so Ibasho <laughs> is being a usual word, but uh, policy making. And uh, after that, the researchers, like uh, in the field of education, psychology, uh, sociology, and architecture, they use the word of ibasho as a, a technical term. Yes, very interesting. I do know, and I've I've heard from my Japanese friends, and I've I've certainly read in articles and in newspaper articles how for Japanese school and high school can be quite a stressful place. Mm-hmm. Lots of homework. In fact, there's probably too much homework. <laughs> bukatsu. bukatsu. Uh, oh, bukatsu Plus. doll, yeah, um, school activities. Yeah. Yeah. Sports and uh, festivals. Yeah. So I, I do have the feeling that for many Japanese or young Japanese, mm-hmm. yeah, school can be a, a place of stress or hardship. Do you think the education system is, this is a question we haven't prepared, but do you think schools are becoming more ebashor friendly in Japan? Uh, yes, there is uh, some uh, projects of the making Ibasho, like a youth, youth work, youth work youth approach work. In, in school. They have some uh, space or comfortable space with a youth worker, not the teachers. Ibasho making projects, yeah, that's not, not very much, but uh, some schools do that. This also reminds me, I think it might have been the early 2000s of the Utori generation. Utori High. Yeah, and that was a test to see if giving students less homework would be beneficial to their education. Mm. My understanding, the testing system didn't change for for that generation and mm. they did quite poorly in their, I think, final exam results. So I think Japan, Japan's education system has tried many things. So Yutori and now Ibasho. Yeah, Ibasho is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Ibasho is one of the measures for that. Yeah. See, let's dive into your paper. I found your paper very helpful. And you mentioned that there are three elements in Ibasho. And mm-hmm. I, I find these three elements extremely empowering and helpful. So would you like to explain what these three elements are? Yeah, the three elements of Ibasho is a place and uh, human relations and time. The first is a spatial 
element. Mm-hmm. And the word basho, basho is place, yeah? So Ibasho is a place of uh, or community of comfortable place for the people. And as one feels safe, secure, accepted, and approved, these places are Ibasho. The home is the first Ibasho for most of the children. And second Ibasho should be schools. But the schools not necessarily be Ibasho for everyone. <laughs> and, uh, because, because the schools is evaluated by grades or sports, such kind of yeah, high grade of sports or literature. So the Ibasho uh, school is not necessarily Ibasho for them. For the students or children who do not accept their culture of schools, they need a third place, except school, a home and school, third place, like a youth center or a free school, free space, and so on. The second uh, element is human relations. It's very, very important for Ibasho. For most of their students do not find Ibasho in schools due to uh, bad relations with uh, classmates or teachers. So Ibasho is a place where good relationship is guaranteed, or at least no one is a threat. It's a second element of Ibasho, human relations. And the third, it's very important. It's a time, element of time. A place is not Ibasho when there's no perspective for the future. When a student escapes from the school, they have, uh, he or she loses not only space, but the uh, prospect of the future. What should I do next? What was my future, near future? Am I good? Not attending to school, but uh, for the future, what should I do? So they are very, uh, yeah, anxiety about, about he or her future. So the timescape is very important element for Ibasho. Thank you for sharing those three elements. I've put a lot of reflection on these three elements and my experience of living in Japan. And actually one of my best friends who I had a business with in Japan, his Uh oldest son really struggled with school. He actually developed mutism at school. So he, he just would not talk to anyone and he didn't feel, I guess he didn't feel very comfortable engaging in conversation and talking to people at school And I think he spent much of his time in sick bay or in the nurse's station studying by himself. So I was quite concerned about my friend's son, whether or not he was, you know, happy and if he was surviving. But actually he's done quite well and now he's studying at um, a university in Tokyo. So it sounds like he got through school and he's studying engineering. Computer engineering. So I think it was okay in the end for him. And then I've discovered through my own business that eBasho can be yeah, a community. And I guess I've developed eBasho with my community. And that's been through Zoom calls and doing podcasts and things like that. So I have regular Zoom calls with my members in my community. And even mm. though we're not in the same room, we mm. still share and have engaging conversations and share aspects of our personal life. So it's become a, a virtual eBashal. Mm. And that feels really satisfying and really rewarding. Uh-huh. And then I really tied the 
the time element to the Ikigai concept. I think a part of Ikigai is feeling that your life is moving forward and oh, yeah. you have this bright future. I think yeah. Miko Kamiya wrote in her book that one of the Ikigai needs was to have a bright future. So, yeah, that time element of thinking you have a positive future to look forward to seems uh, really crucial to our sense of self and where we belong in the world. Ikigai is, is a life, but at the same time, it's a, Ikigai is a iki, iku is a go, go. go. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, that's a good way to remember yeah. that. Yeah, so to, to move forward, to go. Uh, uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love these Japanese words like Ikigai or Ibasho,、mm. which they're not really special words in the context of the Japanese language. And、yeah. Japanese don't really talk about Ikigai and Probably occasionally use ibasho, but they become these words of research, and I find、mm. it very fascinating. And what I loved about your paper is you tied the concept of ibasho to two psychological theories. One was Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs theory,、mm. and one was Erickson's theory of identity. And I found that very helpful, and I actually share. Your research with my community, and they really enjoy learning about it. So, can you walk us through how you see Ibasho relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Hey there, Nick Kemp here, and I wanted to touch base and let you know about my new course, the Fine Juru Ikigai course, developed in consultation with Japan's leading Ikigai researchers. The Find Your Ikigai course is the only culturally accurate and evidence based practical guide to the Ikigai concept. If you are interested in learning more about the Find Your Ikigai course, please visit ikigaitribe.com. Now back to the episode. Yes, Mazar's basic human needs, such as、uh, he pointed out elements of、uh, human needs. Safety, security, and recognition often appear in the description of、uh, Ibasho theories. Maslow argued that、uh, there are two main stages of motivation for human behavior. One is scarcity, which refers to the motivation to satisfy the lack of something. This motivation consists of four deficiency needs, deficiency needs physiological, safety, belonging, and self esteem. Ibasho can be described as a place that satisfies these deficiencies. And、uh, he also argued that、uh, desire to grow after satisfying these elements needs for、uh, desire. This is related to the Ibasho concept of the times elements. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the desire to grow, I, I do relate that to that third element of Ibasho. So, your perspective of future. And it might also, I, I've actually got another book by Tsukasa Kobayashi. Yeah, actually, he related Ikigai to the、um, Jiko Jitsugen, so self actualization.、Oh. Yeah, yeah, so Ikigai was also, in his opinion, related to Maslow's hierarchy of needs in that it was the desire to grow.、Mm. So, I like how. Ibasho and Ikigai are somewhat tied together. 
And actually, I, I really didn't know a lot about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So thanks to your, your paper, I discovered the deficiency needs. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> if we don't have these needs, these uh, physiological safety, belonging, mm. or self-esteem needs, I guess mm. we're deficient. And they must be satisfied. I guess the theory is they must be satisfied before we can grow. Mm. But, yeah, you've tied those three elements of Ibashor to those deficiency needs. And I I guess the third element is the desire to grow. So, yeah, how did you come to that realisation? I think that as Maslow's uh, theory, the need of uh, belonging or need of uh, recognition is very, very important. These two factors are very related to the Ibashor. Ibashor needs as, as I explained, the Ibashan need the, uh, human relationships. And, uh, so that this relates to the, his deficiency needs of recognition and the belongings. And, uh, after that, he argued that, uh, self-actualization is a higher needs for human being, he, he argued. And uh, this is also the base for the Ibasho. After the, he or she, can keep the he or her ibasho, they can develop more, grow or finding some something he, he or she needs. Yeah, this this also ties into Kami Amiko's needs of a hankyo, so resonance. So she identified seven needs and one was hankyo, so the desire for um, social affiliation. Oh. And she also talked about self-actualization Mm. and meaning and value and change and growth. So all these theories seem somewhat related. And then you also looked into Ericsson's identi- identity theory, which mm. I'm not really familiar with. So can you talk about this correlation? Ericsson's theory is that he's a developmental psychologist and uh, he said that uh, developmental task of uh, young people is uh, to get identity. When uh, when the childhood and the adulthood, in between the youth, uh, adolescence, the young people in a, being in adolescence, they have the sometimes uh, identity diffusion, and uh, they should find his identity during this developmental stage. Mm. So uh, Erickson argued that the developmental task of uh, young people is having identity, different identity. Is This is during the teenage years? Mm, teenagers, yes. Yeah. Mm. And that's that's often a hard time, isn't it, for teenagers trying to find their sense yeah. of self or their ibashol, perhaps? Yeah. So he said that the young adolescent stage is a stage of uh, moratorium. So youngsters... Uh, not necessarily get the responsibility to be an adult. They can challenge everything, and the society can permit it. This is a stage of adolescence, he said. So how, how does that tie into Ibasho then? Yeah. Some definition of Ibasho is uh, a place where one can be themselves. So the, in other words, many people who have an established identity may have a place to belong or a so instead, people whose identities are diffuse may 
you know, they have no ibasho. And so some studies report that, that there is a significant correlation between the sense of ibasho and identity. Yeah, it's, it's all uh, <laughs> fascinating work. <laughs> so let's touch on policies and projects. So you, you wrote about how the concept is related to government policies and projects today. So how is eBasho or the eBasho concept related to policies and projects today in Japan? Yeah. As I mentioned, the Japanese Ministry of Education, Monbusho, proposed the idea of making eBasho in schools to prevent the truancy. This report was uh, given in 1992. And also youth work policy was changed. Japanese youth work, the main method was uh, group work, so making groups. And the group work in Japanese uh, context is very uh, rigid, like uh, sports clubs or uh, Boy Scouts, like that. But uh, these kind of uh, rigid group work gave uh, less, less and less influence to young people. Young people don't like group groupings, <laughs> being a member of groups <laughs> in 1980s. So the Japanese youth work policy should have been changed. So after 10 or 15 years later, they find that new policy of youth work is to give them a ibasho, give them a place of a comfort place without forcing them to be a group. This actually reminds me of the proverb in Japan the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. So in Japan, yeah, there's a, a strong social pressure to conform and, and not be different and not mm. stick out like an individual. Yeah. But I, it sounds like Ibasho allows for some more individual freedom, do you think? Yeah, giving Ibasho project is... Uh only uh, giving them a comfortable place, and uh, youth workers uh, do not uh, organize them to be a group. So they uh, permit them, some every youngsters, to be their, themselves. They can chat or read a book or uh, enter into a group. It's okay. It's a free, free, free. Before that, Japanese youth work was rigid. And, uh, was for rigid? example, uh, <laughs> youth center, residential youth center, should be used by more than five members. <laughs> never, never less than five members. Should be a group. <laughs> I see. Yeah, in 19, until 1980s. It's interesting you, you use the word rigid. It is appropriate. And yeah, in Japan, I, I guess my experience was there were certainly a lot of social cues or roles to follow. Mm. And um, it always reminds me of that word meiwaku or that expression, meiwaku kakenaide. I oh. remember... Parents would just say that to their children all the time. And I was very surprised that would be often a, a parting greeting to a, a young child, like dropping them off at school. Like, don't, don't cause trouble today. So there, there seems to be quite a lot of social pressure and, as you, you mentioned, rigid structure to, to groups. But moving on, I'd like to quote your paper you mention all humans live in a state of coping with the outside world. However, several external pressures have weakened our original social power and reduced it to the minimum inner circle, a deprived person. Creating Ibasho is a necessary refuge for the oppressed. 
the restoration of the social power supposed to be inherent is called empowerment. Ibashol functions as a foundation to recover the social power of the oppressed. So, yeah, would you like to expand on this, Sensei? Yes. Take an example. Example, in 1980s, free schools and free, space, free spaces were refused for Turin students. In this facility, they could avoid the public cold view. Their damaged mentalities were restored and revitalized these, in these free schools. But the uh, turning point came around 2000. The free school students studied in Europe. They visited European free schools. They found that uh, in European countries, these free schools are situated as a formal schooling and the trend students uh, have a very active. So they found that the Japanese school system is not <laughs> good. They, they found <laughs> And after coming back to European uh, tour, they have organized a group to promote the new law for ensuring diverse educational opportunities. So that Student students was once a refuge in, in such free schools, but after that, they recover. After recovering, they now some power to change the school system in Japan. And this law was uh, enacted in nineteen, I don't know, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's some progress. My memory of my son's education at primary school, it was very positive. And he was, he was doing things like public speaking and we had this open learning plan and lots of activities related to the real world. Mm. They had a, a garden project and they would make vegetables and they would either eat them or they could, they could sell vegetables at the school fair. And then once he went to the same school, once he went to high school, it changed back to that rigid traditional structure of teaching and learning, and he really struggled and didn't like didn't like it. Mm. So I do think education's a bit backward and <laughs> a bit old fashioned. So an Ibashaw in a school that would allow this diverse educational opportunities, mm. I think, is where education uh, needs to go in in all countries. This also reminds me of hikikomori, and we haven't really discussed this and we haven't prepared any questions or notes on this, but I guess people who are hikikomori, they also lack ibasho, do you mm. think? Yeah. Ibasho functions are not only the refuge for the stressed youngsters, but it's a base, base for tackling again with the society, when they impart in the ibasho, they can do that. Yeah, that's hikikomori. I guess we describe that as a social withdrawal problem or extreme social withdrawal where usually men, young men or teenagers lock themselves in their bedroom mm. at their, their parents' home and stay there for sometimes years, yeah, decades even. Empowerment is very, very important because uh, when they restored, uh, recovered from the uh, such a very stress, stressful 
situation, thus society hasn't changed yet. They cannot <laughs> adopt again yeah? the same program. Yeah? So they should change the society. outer world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's very, very hard, I think, but uh, not only uh, recovering themselves, but uh, empowered and uh, change the society. So they, it is not impossible for themselves, but uh, there, there must be supporters, supporters for them. Yeah, Japan's such a, a beautiful culture and country, yet it, it does have significant problems with, I think everyone would know about declining birth rate, aging population. Mm. Um, Japan doesn't really take a lot of immigration. So, yeah, I always am fascinated about where Japan is is headed and how will they overcome these these problems. And, yeah, I mean, that hikikomori problem is a really big problem. Yeah. As you've just mentioned, it, it seems it's unsolvable unless there's significant societal change. Mm. My other memory is mental health issues. That's another space I think Japan's a bit slow to counter. In Australia, we have many initiatives for mental health. So we have many organisations and lots of advertising, lots of awareness for mental health. So if you have mental health, you can call someone, you can go to a website, you, you're encouraged to talk about your mental health. But my, my understanding in Japan, it's still a bit backward or a bit slow that talking about your mental health problems is almost considered uh, troublesome or meiwaku, you're causing trouble. So I, I guess people with mental health issues maybe also lack ibasho, whether that's mm. in Australia or in Japan. Mm. Yeah, well, what do you think of mental health issues in relation to ibasho or, or what's happening with Japan? Yes. The people of Hikikomori is, uh, loses the place of uh, recognition. Before 15 years ago, Japanese society has many, many jobs for them. Uh, they can work from nine o'clock until five without speaking, <laughs> talking, everyone, just uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, same work. But they are evaluated and they have, they got a salary. Yeah. Before, but these kind of, uh, uh, jobs has been gone from Japan to the other world so that Hikikomori type people cannot survive this in this globalized Japanese situation. Yeah. So they've, they've lost, I mean, Japan used to have guaranteed life employment with one company. Mm. So this is not a psychological problem in Hikikomori. It's a social problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on and let's touch on your interest and work related to the Sustainable Development Goals of yeah. the United Nations. You, you mentioned that to me when we last spoke. So can you tell me about the SDG, so the Sustainable Development Goals? Yes, SDGs is from the uh, 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. This is adopted by United Nations in 2015. It provides a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet. And uh, at the heart of it, this agenda, there was uh, there is uh, 17 sustainable development goals, 17 goals, SDGs. 
which is an urgent call for action by all countries, not only developed, but developing countries like uh, global warming or gender or poverty, mm. peace, and so on. And uh, the name of this uh, main issue of this uh, agenda is uh, leave no one behind. Leave no one behind. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess this relates somewhat to your research. Leave no one behind could mm. suggest having an e-bashol for everyone. Yes. And so you, you hope to see the development of e-bashol making practices on a global scale, yeah. as well as the advancement of e-bashol studies in the academic field. Yeah. So now that you're retired, is this something you want to explore? Yeah. SDG is listed uh, leaving leaving no behind people as uh, women, children, the elderly, or people with disabilities, immigrants, and indigenous peoples. These are the types of people who tend to be excluded. Yes. But as, as I mentioned, Ibasho is uh, very important for them, and as a refuge, and also empowerment. So the, to accomplish these uh, 70 goals, I think we need Ibasho for them. We should create Ibasho for these excluded people. I agree. Sounds like a, a worthwhile, actually sounds like a kokorozashi, like a, a very big goal to achieve. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might take um, yeah. decades, it'll take years or decades to achieve, but very worthwhile. It's changing society. Yeah. So I have a few questions, personal questions, Sensei. You've retired, so you obviously don't go to Sophia University anymore. Yes. Was that an e-bashal for you? And so is that an e-bashal you've, you've now lost? My e-bashal was uh, university, Sophia University, and also the NGO, uh, Developing, uh, Developing Education Associations in Japan. These two e-bashal was located in Tokyo. But I'm living in uh, two hours, one and a half hours from Tokyo. And I have no Ibasho in, in my town <laughs> before. <laughs> I'm seeking for my Ibasho in my town. And, uh, I only, the only person I know is uh, just a uh, cut, haircut people. <laughs> he <laughs> was one, one, one person. <laughs> I living here 25 years, but uh, I have no friends here. So I'm developing now. <laughs> friends in my community. I'm seeking for Ibasho in my community. Well, yeah, maybe maybe that's your new role is to either create <laughs> create a new Ibasho. That's really interesting because that, that touches on the idea or the, I guess, the belief in the West is that you know, Japanese really commit themselves to work, especially um, uh, men. And so they give their life to their company or, in your case, you, you worked at a university. So do you, do you think having a balance of eBashal is important? And do you wish maybe if you had the time, you, you spent more time creating an eBashal where you live? So I, I would advise myself 20 years ago. <laughs> I, should, I should have... Seeking for Ibasha in my community. Yeah. So not only the working place, 
but it's necessary <laughs> the living place we have need we need some third place ibasho mm. i agree I, i've recently joined toastmasters a, a place to practice public speaking and i go there i think three times a month and it feels like an ibasho so we're we're there to support each other encourage each other feel empowered and and grow and practice public speaking. So I think community is really important in this this context of Ibasho. I think that isolation for the aged people is a worldwide problem in developing countries, yeah? As for the Britain, they have some ministry to tackle with the isolation program, I hear. Yeah, it's very hard for the older people to get the new friends. Yes. I mean, that touches on another unfortunate problem, kodokushi, uh, lonely deaths. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So we have lots of challenges or problems, but Ibasho sounds like a solution to many of these problems. So So now you're retired. (laughs) You have a lot of free time. So let's let's briefly touch on Ikigai. What is your Ikigai-sensei? Ah, yes. I'm... I like writing anyway, <laughs> not only uh, academic field, but uh, everything. I, I'm curious, everything. <laughs> so I'm seeking, searching for a new idea of uh, making books, but uh, not, not only books, but uh, we can express ourselves in internet or website. So I'm working in my community and traveling abroad, and I want to have some ideas of a new New book. <laughs> it's my ikigai. Nice. All right. So writing, w- would that include blogging? Do you, do you like to blog, or do you just want to focus on writing a book? Yeah, it's 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 a little difficult to find out a publishing company. Ah, yes. uh, yeah, after retirement, but uh, there, there there's a, another way to yeah. express themselves. Yeah, like a website or. Your, your project also, <laughs> the other measure for express uh, your research. Yeah, well, you, you could always self-publish. So I, I self-published my book. So mm-hmm. that's something you can do. And I, I'd love you also, if you're interested, you could present to my community. So may, maybe we could talk about that after the podcast. But if you'd like to present your research on a webinar, um, I'd, yeah. I'd love to invite you to do that. Thank you very much for your giving me this opportunity to express the idea of Ibasho. I'm, I'm very happy. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I hope we can have more conversations uh, together, Tanaka-sensei. Thank you very much, Nixon. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Likewise. This episode was brought to you by the Find Your Ikigai course. Developed in consultation with Japan's leading Ikigai researchers, the Find Your Ikigai course is the only culturally accurate and evidence-based practical guide to the Ikigai concept. To learn more about the Find Your Ikigai course, please visit ikigaitribe.com.